The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Happy New Year. Welcome to Season 3 of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Once again, it is Nick Kalman Riley joining you ahead of what should be an awesome 2024 in the NRL. And of course, while we're here, NRL Fantasy. Boys, Happy New Year. Riley, how are we going? Calm. Hello. Good to be back. Good to be back. We are in January and we're already talking about footy. How good is this? It's still cricket season, lads. What's going on? Yeah, some would wish it wasn't cricket season. I prefer it be rugby league season, but yes, getting into it. All year round. Hey, big things coming for Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. We are potentially picking things up a notch. Um, We are thinking potentially more than one episode a week, Cal. Yeah, we're looking at doing a potential uh, three episodes a week at the moment um, with uh, Mad Mondays, which would be a recap of each round and we can go through about all of our great selections and calls from that week and our predictions um, and also go through the ones that weren't so good. Uh, we'll also probably just do the normal Teamless Tuesday and also a Q&A, which we will try and get a few guest appearances on there from a few of our mates that play in our head-to-head league. Yeah, beauty. Uh, does that mean more editing is needed? 100%, mate. Get ready uh, for it. I know you love I'll it. To teach Nick a thing or two of how to edit some audio, hey? He can uh, actually do something for once. Mate, we're in our third year and you still sit there doing nothing. What's happening? I'd like to say thank you, Riley, and uh, um, thanks for the compliments already, mate. Looking forward to the season. <laughs> uh, thought would kick off, um, actually, before we get into the three teams that we will discuss today, don't forget, if you're new, welcome. This is Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. We do have social media uh, that you can jump on and contact us anytime. Uh, we're on Instagram. I believe it's just Three Blokes NRL Fantasy. And then on Facebook, which is our main one, make sure you jump on there. Give us a like and a follow. Uh, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. We do uh, really try our hardest to answer any and all questions. And of course, um, if you have anything for us, any ideas or some spicy options, let us know. Send us a DM. We'd love to get you on board the uh, Three Blokes bandwagon. Lads, we're going to start the year off strong. And when I say that, I mean the first team we're going to talk about is probably the team of the year, West Tigers. What a way to kick it off. <laughs> Pretty disgusting, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Who did this run sheet? Well, mate, just we're doing it in uh, order of the buyers. So, unfortunately, the first three teams that have the buyer, they're not that great. Oh, that's a bit hard. <laughs> a bit hard. Uh, yeah, uh, so the Tigers, round one bye and round 13 bye. Um, first week of origin as well, they have a bye, Cal. Yeah, yeah. So their buyers, um, not really great, especially for us that play head to head with the last one being the grand final round 26. Um, and also, if you want to start with a few Tigers plays, you can't because you don't have them for round one. So it's not great. But why would you want to have Tigers in your team anyway? That's well, one player which we'll uh, kick it off with actually took us by storm last year. Pretty good selection. Will he be a good selection again this year? Talking about one creamy classics, Jareem Buller. Nicholas, is it going to be his year yet again? 
Um, well, he's at 528K, which is around a 38 break even there. Um, so it is a, he's at an interesting price point. Um, yeah, obviously a few changes to the Tigers team this year, but, um, I don't. He's in, he's definitely in consideration for me, um, but I, I just don't. I don't think I'll have him in my team to start. There's a few other cut priced options in the wing fullbacks, um, but Buller is a good player and he's going to get better. I assume, obviously it was his first year in the in the competition last year, so I expect him to improve. Um, he he runs all day and, and likes to break tackles as well. So if he just develops. I guess a bit more attacking an attacking game, and if the Tigers actually improve their attack, um, he he could get up into the mid forties scores there, um, but maybe not to start the season, especially with that round one buy. As Callum said, Tigers players are going to be difficult to start with, mm. um, but I mean it's not the worst thing. Maybe having one, you can. Uh, we'll talk about that as we go on. Uh Cal, over to you, mate. Let's talk about Alex Twile. Yeah, so he's coming to the season priced at 624k, break even of 45. Um, look, he's has the ability to be an established gun, but he just needs consistent minutes in that Tigers pack, which is the main issue there. So if you look at his past seven seasons, um, he's got a PPM of 0.94, um, which is pretty good. And then last year it was actually at 0.99. So yeah, he's uh, pretty good, but look... His average is what his break-even is at um, from last season. So I just don't know if oh, – I won't be starting with him. I'll just put it that way. Um, he just needs those minutes, and I don't know if he'll get 50 minutes in a lock role or a front row um, role at that club at the moment with uh, the likes of Clemmer and also Uto Kamano, Bateman, um, a couple of other forwards there that they have um, just demanding minutes. So – He's one that I would keep an eye on um, moving forward. If he does get a starting role, that's 50, 60 minutes. He probably will score between 50 and 60 points, which would be great for our teams. Um, but look, we just don't know what's going to happen. It's probably one that I would leave for the uh, the draft selection if you play draft. Let's put a pause on the Tigers for a minute. You said, Cal, before that you shan't be starting with him. How many uh, teams have you made thus far for the 2024 season? Do you really want to know? Yeah. I'd say I'm always up to maybe 20. Oh. <laughs> I've got a few. I, I've got a few. Let's just... Man has too much time in his hands. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, when did you start making them? That's the better question. Um, whenever it was released on the web, well, whenever the, the web page actually came out for this season, I was straight on refreshing it every day in December, waiting for it to pop up. And it finally did. And yeah, I spent a lot of time, uh, in December making teams a lot. I thought, I thought you were going to say once you got kicked out of the, um, the finals in last nah, mate, I wish I could. Teams, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I was planning at that point of who I was going to select for this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the Tigers. Nick, happy Coruscant. Happy Sai Coruscant. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's at $608,000 break even of 44, which is what his average was last year. Um, he played a bit of halfback last year, but if you cut those out and just look at his hooker, 
stats, it's the same average, 44. Um, he did have a injury-affected game, obviously, in those statistics. So, yeah, I just don't think it's probably a great option, really, um, for your hooker spot. I think there's other guys I can give you a better production. Um, I mean, he's solid. He's he's probably not going to lose any money, but you want to be probably making some money at the start of the season. Um, I guess we'll we'll talk about that game theory as well throughout these preseason podcasts about um uh, making making money is is number one priority um in head to head and overall. Um and some some new players or inexperienced players don't understand that. And um yeah, so we'll talk about that as we go through. But I don't think is a good play. He he probably won't make any money. Good to know. Uh Nick, let's stay with you. Let's talk about one David Clemmer. Oh, the big Clem dog. Five nine seven. Break even a 43. I actually didn't really have any stats on him, so I look him up now, but I'd assume he won't be fantasy relevant unless Callum's got any different information here. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at his statistics here. Big here shot from Callum. Yeah, he's got it depends, yeah, it depends on the minutes, obviously. I think, as Callum said, the forward pack there at the Tigers. Um, there's a lot of a lot of guys there, Stefano and uh, Twal and and Clemmer, obviously, and we'll talk about a couple others. Mm. Um, yeah, I just don't think you know he, he's got potential to obviously score score his score his break even definitely, but um, I don't think there's enough value there to go with him. Same as Coruscant. Cal, mm. uh, Isaiah Papali'i. Yeah, um, I perhaps look. He's his average drop last year, um, compared to his other campaign and was it twenty twenty two for the Eels, where he was averaging sixty two points a game, um, and that dropped to fifty two last year with pretty much almost the exact same minutes on the field. Um, he still finished in the top six uh, edges from last year, so not the worst um, season from him, but he can definitely bounce back and be a better performer. Um, I. Am considering potentially starting with him. It's a lot of money in the edge, and there's a lot of uh, good value selections that we will go through the preseason and um, give you those players. But I perhaps, yeah, I'm considering him. Um, he won't play Origin, which is good. But yeah, it's probably a little bit too much money to start with potentially. But I can see him bouncing back this year and getting back to the um, high 50s, if not 60 scores each week, and go back to the IPAPs of old. Definitely a game changer last season and someone who makes some big boy plays, uh, John Bateman Cow. Yeah, um, his price there, I've actually got it wrong at 740k. I thought he's with a bit cheap there with the 704 that I've written. Um, but look, he's an interesting one. I don't know if he's going to start on the edge or if he's going to play lock. I don't know what Benji's thinking because he played a little bit of lock last year. Um, I think he's probably going to be up there again as one of the the key players for the Tigers and also for our fantasy teams in that edge position um, at 700 and, well, 740K though. I just don't think you can probably start with him. Um, if you're wanting to start with a gun edge, I'd probably even go IPAPs over him, or you'd probably look at um, David Fafida, mm. who we'll talk about later. He does have an injury, but um, I think he's probably someone 
that's better. But there's heaps of value in the edge this year. So we can probably just avoid Bateman, see what role he gets when it comes to round two. Um, and then we can go from there and try to get him out of teams later in the season. Nick, over to you with Stefano Utakamanu. Yeah, he's uh, another guy who I feel like didn't actually play the minutes he probably should have last year. Um, but yeah, obviously Benji's taking over now um, with Sheen's not there. But the 42 break-even, I mean, he's probably, if, you, if you're looking at a mid from the Tigers for some reason, I think obviously he probably might be the best option out of them all. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think he's going to, I just don't think he'll get enough minutes to get the points. However, I, I'd be looking at the trials just to see what the actual rotation is because there's some younger players and obviously the Bateman thing. As well, I feel like Bateman will play on an edge, but he might not. Um, if Bateman plays in the in the middles, then definitely not not interested in Stefano. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's first time we're talking about this bloke on the potty, Aiden Caesar. Is that correct, Cal? <laughs> I think he's mid sneeze at the moment. Yeah, sorry, I was just holding back a sneeze. Um. <laughs> Got me. Um, Aiden Caesar, yeah, it's the first time we've spoken about him. Um, he used to play at the Titans, the Raiders, um, and now went over to the Super League back with the West Tigers. Mm. What, what do we know about him? Um, well, we've got a couple of stats on him. Um, he'll either be playing six or seven. I think he'll probably get the halfback role at the club. Um, his 5'8 average, though, if he gets that, will is um, 40.6. But his halfback average um, from 2014 to 2019, whilst he was in the NRL, was just 30.2. So if you're looking at his current break even as 35, there's no value there whatsoever. There's no upside if you just go based on those current stats. Mm-hmm. Um, his price is 477k, which is a little bit expensive, I think, coming back from the Super League. Um, half hasn't been in the competition for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he should be that price, but. They just obviously base it off his recent stats. Um, I don't think that there's much point having him in your team. There's just other options in the halves. There's obviously two that we're aware of that are the best people that you can have in your side with Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. Um, and Aiden Caesar, I don't even think he's going to make any money whatsoever on the bench. If he does, good stuff, but you, you just can't have him in your, in your side, I don't think. Mm. Just might have to watch the trials and see how he goes, yeah? Yeah, well, he could be that uh, main playmaker. Um, mm. But you look at Luke Brooks, he was their main playmaker last year and he didn't really do that well. So, uh, Nick, over to you with one Jaden Sullivan. Yeah, so um, I assume we think, we're thinking Jaden Sullivan's going to be in the halves with Caesar here. Um, it's come from the Dragons, hasn't he? I assume. Yep. Uh, again, it'll be interesting to see at the Dragons, it was difficult with Ben Hunt there um, when he did get his his chance to play. Um, and if you do look at his, I'll just bring up his 2023. Yeah, so an average of 31 um, between 5'8 and halfback and one interchange game where he came on and scored those two tries. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so interesting, interesting uh, statistics there. I, I don't think, again, he's going to make much money, to be honest, at the Tigers here, especially he's a running 5'8". Um, so, yeah, probably not, not enough value there. He's priced at where he's going to be scoring. All right, for any new listeners and anyone new to the fantasy game, there's a term called cash cows. Cow, what is a cash cow? They make your money, mate. They're cheap as anything, cheap as chips, and they make you a lot of money. And then you get rid of them. Move them on, bring in a gun. Yep. And that's fantasy. All right, so we got a couple of names here who are very cheap. Could they potentially be cash cows? Let's find out. Callum, Latu Fainu. Yes, um, he's joined the club, I believe, as well this year. I think he's come from Manly, okay. I think. Um, he's got a brother there as well that I don't have listed here, but he, well, mainly because he was in my side last year, played two games and then didn't play for the rest of the season and stayed in my squad, which was annoying. So I've just left him out just based <laughs> on that. Um, but that's too funny. Um, look, <laughs> there's some reports that they haven't actually set on the halves. I do think it will be Aiden Caesar and Jaden Sullivan. But this um, young kid's got a high rap on him. Um, he might potentially get the role, and they could put Jaden Sullivan on the bench as a utility. Um, if that's the case, if that happens, he's 230K, break even of 17. He's pretty much someone that you have to put into your team. The only issue is they have the buy mm. stuff. So we have to wait till round two, or we need the information to come out prior. So we can put him in our team. Otherwise, it's just going to be a red dot at 230k in your side, uh, which get out. Yeah. you don't want straight away. You don't want that. So Sounds let's good. just hope, you know, if he does get the role, um, we'll find out early, hopefully throughout the preseason challenge. Mm. And if that's the case, we can chuck him on our emergencies and hope the young kid makes us some money. Uh, same price and break even for this next player as well. Um, I hope... I get his last name correct. We'll find out soon during commentary on Nine and Fox anyway. Uh, Solomon Alamalo. Let's give that a go. Nick, do you know anything about this bloke? No. Great. <laughs> Love your contribution, mate. All Thank right. you. So I... you reckon just same case, though, with Ladu Fainu? Uh, well, he's listed as a wing fullback. I'll just have a look here. I'm assuming we are thinking about... Well, looking at the West Tigers, like, so David Norfoluma, right? Every time he plays for the West Tigers recently, he's been pretty terrible. He went to the Storm and looked like a world beater, though. So, uh, not sure there. They've got Charlie Staines as well. So, I mean, they haven't got great winger options. So, they might uh, might give this guy a go at some point. The issue is we will not know, probably, um, for round one since they have the buy, but I'm guessing in the trials we'll just have to look for him there. And if he if he is a starting winger, he's probably someone you can chuck in the emergencies as a wing fullback at mm. that price. Do you yeah. risk it though with the team that they're playing for? I, well, if he's if he's playing there in a the trial, if he's ahead of David Norfoluma, um then yeah. If if he's playing on the wing, if he's listed in the wing in the trial games, like plays both games or plays a second game or whatever it is, um, and he does well, I think you'd might as well probably chuck him in, yeah. Yeah, off that as well, I don't know what's happening with David Nofalim because I think I've heard reports that he's missed out on a couple of um, 
training runs that they've had, he just hasn't rocked up, I think. Could be wrong. Don't quote me. Um, Never. I think there's something happening there. So this bloke, they've, they've brought him over from um, Rugby Union. So he's a New Zealand um, player who's played in Rugby Union over there. Um, he's pretty much two metres tall. I think he weighs over 100 kilos as well. So he could be a similar mould to like a Will Warbrick from last year. Right. Well, hopefully he scores a little bit better than Will Warbrick, but um, he could be someone that can just, you know, get a few tackle breaks here and there and get us some points being a, a bigger winger, hopefully. Nice stuff. Uh, we do know that some big names in NRL have been confirmed to be moving over to the Tigers. I'm going to finish off with this one bloke who's going to create a storm, I reckon, for the team this year, lads, in one Justin Ollum. Callum. Yes, Justin Ollum. He's gone over to the West Tigers. They uh, swapped deal with Sean Bohr, which is very interesting. I don't know who's got the better end of that. I think probably Melbourne do with Sean Bohr. But anyway, uh, Justin Ollum is at the club now. Riley, you've had him in your team previously. I'm pretty sure you can say don't go near him. Um, I regret nothing. (laughs) Mate, 27 break even that's spice. Yeah, but I've looked at it across his whole career (laughs) at Melbourne Storm. Look, and we can say Melbourne Storm are a better club than West Tigers, a better attacking club. Uh, Yeah. Only just, (laughs) um, especially in recent times. Um, He's only got an average of 33, and that's across his whole career playing centre at Melbourne Storm. So... There's only six points upside there between his break even, and I just don't know if he's going to find that at the West Tigers, and it's probably not enough to justify putting into your team at that price range. I don't think of three seven five k. So for me, it's a no to Justin Ollum, but best and of luck to you. That West would Tigers. be my best advice as well. Learn from my mistakes. I made the sacrifice. Don't do it. All right, Tigers. Where are we predicting them to finish on the ladder this year? First. In upside down or pretty much. I, I I'm gonna say sixteenth. Who would be seventeenth then? The team we discuss next. No. <laughs> Not fair. Joking, joking. I don't know. Maybe maybe the doggies, maybe the dragons. Mm. Yeah, I think the dragons are pretty terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a great squad and they keep losing all their players, the poor buggers. So bottom five, let's just say that. Yeah, I'll be in the bottom five. That'd be in the bottom five for sure. You lock that in. Yeah, put your house on it. A team that's going to be in the top four, mark my words, this year is different because they've got a new coach and they're looking good. Talking about my team, Gold Coast Titans, it's going to be a good year for the Titans. Um, Although, Cal, bit of a worry for getting players in your fantasy team with the uh, buys that they've got scheduled. Yeah, you know what, mate? I'm actually agreeing with you. I reckon they could potentially get in the top four spot. They'll either be top four or bottom four. I don't mm-hmm. think it's much in between. No. I reckon, but I, I think they'll make the eight. Let's just put it that way. Um, look, the buys, not great. Round two, it's. I don't think it's that bad. Like, we know what the team's going to be. It's pretty predictable, I think, at this point for the Titans. Um, there's only a couple of positions that are a little bit uncertain. Mm. Um, but I think Titans phase, it's okay to start with them. Um. Maybe not for overall. You might want to avoid it. Uh, but if we're playing head-to-head, which most of us do, um, then I believe it's okay to start with them. It just you, you just can't have a lot of them. You probably can only have two in your initial squad. But yep. look, if you're looking at the buyers altogether, their last buyers around 17. 
So, yep. so once it gets to around 18, if you don't have the likes of Tino, David Fafida, and you want those people in your side or any other Titans player um, as well, you can just load up on them because they don't have any more bias the rest of the year. They probably won't get rested because they'll need to win games to ensure that they've made the finals. Mm. Um, I don't think Desi's going to rest players. So once it finishes, when it comes to around 18, you just get them in if you don't already have them. A uh, player that's really been a hit and miss when it comes to getting points in your team, uh, AJ Brimson, Nick. Do you think he'll be a little bit more consistent with his point scoring this year? Yeah, he might be more consistent, but it'll probably be uh, consistently lower than mm. normal if he's at centre. Uh, yeah, so it looks like he's playing centre. That just came out in preseason here, and they're going to put Jaden Campbell at fullback. Obviously, that's what they're thinking. I do, I do like that, though. You do mm. like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't think AJ Brimson's a centre, though, but, you know, who is a centre, really? I don't he, know. He can create plays, though, with his kicking which I think they've missed in the center position. Yeah. I mean, if I was constructing a team or, you know, looking at my team, I want centers who are big and strong and can run fast. Obviously, he can run fast and he is pretty strong, but he's not that big. He's pretty, you know, he's not a tackle buster, I don't Mm. think. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. He played one game there last year in center, round 27 the last um, round of the season scored 49 but that included a try and a try assist so mm. he might be okay but I don't think he should I don't think you should purchase him no. very much hit and miss you gotta he's got a guarantee to get you points if he's playing in that center position but that's also a position that you don't want to spend too much money on like last year right lads yeah Maybe. I reckon it's um, a bit more tricky this year because there's not many uh, cheap options there's probably only like two or three really that are um, bottom price and then you've got the awkward ones that are like 300 400k mm. and then you've got the really expensive ones up to the 600 700 so you'd want to look for some dual positions with that center yeah well potentially with this i don't think there's many options really this year compared to last year unfortunately um and it's yeah it's just well, it's a tricky spot i don't know what i'm going to do if i'm going to go with a gun or i'm going to go with the cash cow at the moment well aj brimson's not even a center he's a half and a wing fullback so he yeah, won't be able to get center yeah he can't get the dual Interesting. Uh, let's move on to Jaden Campbell, boys. Jayden. Nick, over to you. Yeah. Oh, me. Sorry. You and Callum were talking at the same time on my end. Uh, Jaden Campbell, he's owned currently by 25% of teams that have made a team oh. so far. Uh, so that probably, that probably gives you enough information here to uh, make a decision. I said this last year, and this was my game theory. I'll sort of talk about a little bit now. Selecting players that every other team has selected or, you know, everyone can go on the app when the app's released and filter by selected by percentage. Yep. And just go from the top down and scroll through. And I think Jane Campbell in the wing fullbacks is probably a decent option. Um, I know Callum's all over him probably. So uh, why don't you want to talk about him, Callum? Why are you all over him? Why? Yeah. Pretty simple. He averaged 44.9 there last year, so pretty much 45 points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's simple as that. I think this year he could probably do even better and average in the 50s. And they've got a decent um, first few games. They've got 
the Dragons. Obviously, they have the bye. Then they've got the Bulldogs, Dolphins, and Cowboys. So I think he can really? get a few attacking stats there. Um, and his break-even is only 33. So if you just base it off what he averaged last year in that position, 45, there's already a lot of money that he's going to make for us. So I think he's someone that you have to have. Yep. Um, as simple as that, you just you just need to have him, especially if there's 25% of coaches already have him. It's him and then another person that we'll discuss. I think it's in maybe in the next potty or the potty after that, but these two people are the, the main fullbacks and Jaden Campbell's one of them. You just need him. So you're not worried about Brimson moving back to fullback? No, I think they're going to keep him at center. The only other person who I've got listed down later, which we may as well just mention now because it all uh, intertwines together, is Keanu Kinney. Yeah. Um, he might be another option that they might put in. Um, I don't know if they will. I probably think that Jaden Campbell, unless there's something happens to him throughout the preseason, he gets an injury, touch what he doesn't. Would, yeah. um, then Kinney will go in, I think, and they'll, they'll just play Brimson in the centre because they need to start playing all these fullbacks, and they've got a lot of them at the club that can you know, do quite well, and they have that X factor. Keanu's um, price and break even is very uh, welcoming, isn't it? Just Yeah, look, and I wouldn't be upset if he was the fullback because then I've got a little bit more money that I could probably afford to have another gun in my side and just put um, Keanu into my team. But hmm. I am I do like Jaden Campbell. He could even be a season-long keeper if he gets in those 50s. Yep. It's a very bold prediction, but... You yeah, got to the beginning of the season, mate. you got to make these predictions. 100%. Yeah. Just don't put money on it, eh? No, gamble responsible. That's it. Uh, Bo Fermacow, you're one of your favourites? Yeah. Um, didn't play at all last year due to an ACL injury. The poor bugger. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, we'll just have to see how he goes in the preseason games. Like, 2022, he had an average of 52 points per game. So that was pretty good. But he was swapping a lot with Fafita. So I think he was on Is it? He was on the left side. Fafita went to the right. But Fafita normally plays on the left. Is that right, Nick? I'm not sure. I think it's correct. Well, the in 2022, Fafita was playing on the opposite side than what yeah. I think he should be. Yeah, yeah. Firma, Firma was playing on the left, I believe, yes. and Fafita was on the right. And then yeah. I, this year, Fafita moved back. Sorry, twenty twenty three, Fafita yeah. moved back to the left side, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just think we have to wait and see how Firma goes. I think he'll probably play eighty minutes. Um, he's pretty fit, so he should be able to get through the eighty. Um, He's one for draft. I've already said that about a couple of the players, but he's definitely one for draft. He'll probably fly on the radar because he'll have a um, zero average from last year. So people that go and look at the averages, they won't see him sitting there and he might um, you might be able to pick him up later in the draft if people don't get on him. But he's just too risky to have in the actual team, I think, especially at that price. You just need to see how he goes um, because they'll obviously want to get the ball to Fafita's edge probably a lot more than Fermor's. But yeah, just wait and see. A little bit of a setback, not only for the Titans, uh, but for coaches. Um, I wouldn't say it's a big setback, but it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Dave Fafita got injured towards the end of last year during training, Cal. Yeah, yeah. So he got injured. Um, he's undergone surgery for that recent injury. I believe it was a pectoral muscle injury. Um, just a slight tear that he had during the preseason training. Um, in saying that, though, He's he was the best edge forward by a long way last year. I d- couldn't get him into my team for ages. I know both of you boys had him, and you were laughing each week. It was fantastic. He was 
scoring unbelievable. He went on a um a great um run there, real purple patch where he, you know, from I think it was from like round four, just before Origin. Um, he I I think I've got here, yeah, didn't score below sixty three, or his lower score was sixty three during that time. So it's pretty good. Um, didn't end the season as well because he, you know, had that little bit of a period throughout the middle where it was origin where I think he had an injury um, and then he was getting less minutes, wasn't playing the full 80, but he'll be someone that will be a gun edge again this year. I probably wouldn't start with him just because of the injury concern. I don't know if he'd be playing in the preseason challenge. If he is though, and he does well and you're happy with what you see, you can start with him because you know what you're going to get. All right. Uh, Nick, over to you with one Chris Randall. Oh, brilliant stuff. Um, Chris Randall. Yeah, is he – well, he's a lock, isn't he, these days, Callum? Well, I don't know. Yeah, this no might be a prop, actually. He was playing prop, uh, starting prop. Um, he's got the hooker and the mid duel here, 591K. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure you would really want to have him in your team, but he did uh, go pretty well at the end of last season somehow. Um, 46.7 is the last three average here on the website, it says. So that's pretty good. But um, no, I uh, I don't think he – I don't think he's a good fantasy option. They're going to have Verrill's playing hooker. Um, and then Chris Randall's probably going to be on the bench, I assume, yeah. um, if, they're, if they're fair dinkum. So, yeah, no. Yeah, no? Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, no. Brilliant stuff, Nick. Brilliant, mate. Let's continue with you. Uh, Mo Fodawaka, he actually had a pretty decent season last year. That was because um, the forwards were in the origin side, so he really had to step up for most of the games, hey? Yeah, they had a injury. I don't know who to. Can't remember who to. But anyway, I think it just meant it was one of their – I think it was just one of their interchange forwards – Yep. But um, it just meant Jolliffe. that Maybe was it Jolliffe? Yeah, 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 it was. Yep. Yeah. And just meant Mofe played a little, little bit extra minutes or he just seemed to do a little bit more. Um, I actually, yeah, I had him um, sort of second half of the season for a little bit or for quite a I while, know. actually. Cal had him as well. Yeah, I think Callum got him first. And then I sort of looked at it and went, oh, yeah, I might pick him up. But. Yeah, he sort of dropped off a little bit when they sort of got most of their team back in. Yeah, Chris Randall was playing those extra minutes for some reason, but um, I don't, I don't think Mofo is probably a good option. He he just doesn't score quite at the level of the the top tier guys there, and um, yeah, I don't think he's gonna make a lot of money. So he doesn't fit into two categories there. If you, you either want to make money or you want someone who's, you know, um. A, you know, like a top tier keeper sort of person. And he, he doesn't fit into those categories there with a break even of 48. He'll probably get low 50s at, at best. You never know. He could drop down in value and then become a gun halfway through the season and might be a good time to pick him up. But yeah, that price of 659K, that's just too awkward to be bringing him into your team. You want to spend that money on, like what Nick said, top tier players, which... I think can be said for this next player, captain, my captain, Tino Fa Asalamala Awi, Callum, what a what a bloke. 
Big Tino, he's been in and out of my side all preseason. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Um, he was one of the best middle forwards last year. Um, I didn't own him at all. I had him in draft, which was fantastic. Um, but if you look at what he averaged last year, um, this was at prop. He got 57 points a game from 62 minutes. Um, so not bad. I don't know if he'll be at prop or if he'll be at lock this year. Um, well, I just have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, six. I think looking at his stats here last year, uh, he had a couple of games at lock where he averaged 60 from 65 minutes. So that's pretty good. Um, hopefully he'll get the same minutes with Des. I think he will because he's the captain of the team. They pretty much need him there. He's got that. He signed that new deal last year. Um, with the club mm. so he should be out there as much as what he can be for them um i've he heard a couple of other people say you know he starts slow um, they're a little bit worried about him i'm not too concerned like he might come out and only score like a 40 the first round and then try to bounce back because he did have that nice um extended period last year from i think it was like round seven from memory onwards where he scored quite well and obviously had a couple of games where he was rested over origin. Um, but I think he will be one of the top tier middle forwards this year. And I don't mind if you start with him, you just have to be, um, you just have to think about your team and all the balance that you have with it. If how many Titans plays you're going to start with, because you know, the round two buy is a concern. So if you have him and Jaden Cam, which I have had, you're going to have to have a decent backup to come in because you're going to lose points that round. Um, but I would pick Payne Haas and Isaiah Yo, who we'll talk about in later podcasts, over him. But if you can partner Tino with one of them, it could be a decent play. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we've spoken about Keanu Kinney. Last player that we need to discuss is Aaron Clark, Callum. That's a nice price for Aaron, I think. It is. Um, some people are suggesting he might get the lock roll. Um, he is currently injured. I think he's got a shoulder injury at the moment or... He ended the season last year with a shoulder injury. Um, so I don't know how he's progressing with that. I believe they're predicting him to be fit for round one. Um, but if he does get that starting lock roll, we just need to see how many minutes he gets because there's a lot of forwards at the Titans. They'll, their whole bench will be pretty much forwards. You've got Chris Randall who can play, play in the prop position. Mm. You have potentially Isaac Liu, Keenan Palacio, one of those guys. Um, you'll probably have Jamin Jolliffe as well. And then also maybe Isaac Farsuamalawi. So... I believe that's his first name. But um, yeah, you'll, you'll probably have a, a bunch of those guys on the bench who are all demand minutes. Um, mm. But if we if we look at Aaron Clark, for example, for last year, he averaged 59 um, minutes, I think it was, or 59 points from 50 minutes, one of, one of the two. Um, so it's pretty good. We just need to see yeah, what his role is moving forward. Um, if he does get a start, I believe he's still got the hooker and mid-jewel um, in the fantasy game. So if that's the case, it'd be fantastic with the breaking of 32 if he gets 50 minutes because you can just put him on your bench and he can yeah. cover Harry by round. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the Gold Coast Titans. Before we jump into the last team that we're going to discuss for this podcast, please remember that you can uh, reach out to us anytime on our social media pages, ask us questions, if you've heard something there that you agree with or don't agree with, or you want to ask more questions about a particular player or team, 
let us know on our social media. We'd love to get back to you. We're pretty quick with our response time as well. We cows are proud of how quick he is. That reply. Always. That, is that the level of jokes uh, this season, is it? Is that what we're going with? You've started well, but you know what? Thank you. Always, always, always. <laughs> uh, last team we do need to discuss are the Dolphins, Nick. Um, they've got a interesting buy schedule, hey? Yeah, round three, which is, yeah. Uh, round 14, I believe, would be uh, is the week after Origin. So head-to-head will be playing then. Um, and same with round 18. So, yeah, not great for head-to-head players. Um, maybe more so for the overall players because they're, they're playing all three Origin weeks there, uh, those major buys. So Dolphins could be some, some good plays in overall. Mm-hmm. Let's kick it off with the Hammer, Hammers, Hammerso, Tabuai, Fido, Nick. Mm. Uh, priced at 564. Are you surprised about where he's priced at the beginning of this season? No, because I assume that's probably what he averaged last year uh, without looking at it, but I am not interested <laughs> at all. To be honest, the Dolphins team is just yucky. But anyway, <laughs> I'll leave it there. Jersey, yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about the hammer cow before we move on to the next player? Um, has a better average at fullback compared to center. We'll probably play fullback, but as Nick said, no. <laughs> Don't get him. Fair enough. And uh, I agree, yucky. <laughs> uh, Connolly Lemuelu, Callum. Yeah, the con artist, the con man. Con man. I had him about, I think it was like two or three times in my team last year, in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, so... I don't know about him this year. I think he's lost his duel. I won't be uh, selecting him in my team because he's just nothing. I, actually, I think he's got an injury at the moment as well. From memory, I think I saw something. Oh, that'd be right. He was injured well, as soon as I picked him. Yeah, he was injured every year. other game. Yeah, every game he had something. So I think he will start on the edge for him. Um, it also depends when he's coming back from injury, though. If he's coming back from injury a little bit late, he might start on the bench. But I think he'll start on the edge. You just can't have him, though, because he's lost his duel. It's funny, his break-even's 42. That's the amount of times that I didn't pronounce his last name correctly last season. Lemelulululu. <laughs> uh, Herbie Farnworth, lads, priced at 646K, break-even of 47. Nicholas? No. Fun- no? Okay. Should we move on? <laughs> oh, and by the way, this was funny comment. You know, Hammer so how I said no, he's the hi- most highly owned player in the Dolphins team. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that, actually. Don't really know why, but anyway. This should be a quick team analysis read-through then. Maybe we are going too quickly. What am I missing? I should say probably with Herbie, the reason why I say no is last year he he bumped up his average by about four or five. Um, I think due to the fact that Reese Walsh and Ezra Mann were coming down the left side a lot and he was getting a lot of attacking stats there at left centre, I don't think he's going to get that at the Dolphins. So... That's probably why I'm saying no. Jake Avarillo. Callum. Yeah, another new signing for the, the Dolphins. I was going to say, yeah. Where was he playing originally? Was he Bulldogs? Bulldogs, you are correct. Then at one stage there, he was halfback and got 98 points one week. And I beat Callum. Yeah, right, eh? On you, Jakey. You beat me that week. But how many, uh, how many fantasy seasons have you won? Oh, cop it. 
Oh, I've been robbed. I've been robbed a couple of times. <laughs> You've made the finals more than what I have. I'll give you that. Uh, Jake Avarillo, cow, yes or no? Um, I'm going to say no, but I'm going to drag it out, you know, just because we want to extend it here. Um, <laughs> but Jake Avarillo, it's pretty simple. His break-even's at 32. He's, I think a few people are starting to, like, they're selecting him in their team. Um, but I wouldn't. The price, it's a bit awkward. Um it's, there's not much really, as I said earlier, with the centers this year. It's just the cheap guys, which there's not many of. The blokes like Jake Avrillo who are priced around the 450k mark, um, and then you've got the expensive ones, and it's really difficult to try to figure out which way is the best path to go down um, this early in the season. But look, he averaged 30.6 at center last year at the Dogs. He might do slightly better here, but as I said, his break even's at 32. There's not much point. Um, going with him, I just think you just go cheaper because that's what I always do in this early um, season. Just go cheap centers. You got to, you got to. Uh, Jermaine Azarko, Cal, let's stick with you. Yes, Jermaine Azarko. Um, average 50 last year on the wing. No one saw that coming. Um, he was actually one of the best averaging winger fullbacks for the entire season. Um, I believe, yeah, he got the most points in the comp as well last year. Um, Could he be a potential price. wild card for your team this year? Um, not at that price. Like the break even's at fifty, and that's what he averaged. I don't think he's going to do as well as we did last year. Mm-hmm. He might. Um, he has the ability to have a couple of high games, but he does rely heavily on scoring tries and having those attacking stats to his name. So if he doesn't get them, and the Dolphins get pumped in a couple of games, he won't score well. Um, so. I think you just avoid um, – there's better options at the moment in that winger fullback spot anyway that are cheaper than this um, price tag of 688K. Uh, so I just think you just leave him alone. He probably is one that you can look at for draft, as I've said, uh, for a couple of these players on this list. But I'd just be leaving him out of your actual fantasy sides. Yep, fair. Nick, uh, Jeremy Marshall King, mate. Is that another no from you? Mate. I this would be the only player I'm interested in, really. Oh, hey. there might be one other, but Jeremy Marshall King. Just so last year he played through injury, um, since about from about round five onwards there, and um, I should have brought up his stats there, but he scored quite well considering he had that injury. Um, yeah. and there's no real other person like that they'll carry on the bench. I feel that's going to play hooker. They didn't really do that last year. They just had all forwards or they had um, Anthony Milford or someone, you know. Uh, they might have Nick Arima on the bench. Probably Nick Arima. Might, if he's on the bench, uh, I mightn't be a fan of Jeremy Marshall King because obviously he might play hooker. But Cody Nick Arima was in the side, in a run-on side, and uh, yeah, like Milford or Katola was on the bench or something like that. And anyway, Marshall King was playing some some high-minute games and he's just he just gets tackles. He gets like forty tackles a game, like pretty consistently. And that's probably going to happen again with the Dolphins. I feel they're, they're probably going to defend quite a bit. Um, yeah. And there was two games last year in his average of forty seven, where he only played forty minutes. Probably where he got taken off injury um, affected. So if you take those two games out, he he averages like over fifty. I'll take them out right now. Actually, let's do that live, Riley. You like that trick? Oh, right. 52. He's on it today. It's looking to be a potential good season for the potty. <laughs> so, yeah, average of 52. 
in games over 50 minutes. Um, so if you just look at that in itself, and considering he was injured um, with a shoulder, it was a shoulder issue, I believe. Um, he's breaking at 47, 52, you know. There's an argument to be made there that you, you could potentially pick him up. Uh, the problem is, yeah, if Cody Nickarim is going to be on the bench, he's probably going to steal minutes from him. Um, so we'll just wait and see in the trials there, I reckon. Do you want to join in that argument, Cal? Do you want to start an argument with Nick about Jeremy Marshall King? No, I, th- I think he's got it pretty much there. Like, um, he wasn't too bad last year. He was pretty good and surprised a few people. I think he'll be in the top five hookers this year, but he'll be behind the likes of Grant Cook and I think maybe Robson. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a decent option, but I'd probably be going from a, maybe a more established gun, but we can wait and see. He's not at a bad price. Cal, any particular reason you added Thomas Flegler to the yeah. runs? Yes, Thomas Flegler. He um he could be an interesting option this year. Could be a very interesting option. He's moved to the Dolphins, obviously, from the Broncos. Um, I believe they've signed him because they see him to probably to be their main forward moving forward for the right. future. Um, which I believe he'll probably get more minutes at the Dolphins than what he did last year. He only averaged 40, 44 minutes last year, and that was with a 37 average. Um, he did play a couple of games over 50 minutes, which I think he'll probably get around that at the Dolphins. Uh, they do have a lot of forwards, though, on their benches. Well, that I think they'll have on their bench, which is a concern. They've got the likes of Ray Stone. Um, they'll have Kenny Bromwich, who can play in the middle or on the edge, or mm-hmm. Connolly Lemuelu. I'm having a Riley moment there, trying to pronounce oh. it. Um, <laughs> um, but he might be on the bench as well. Uh, then you've also got the likes of the GOAT, Mark Nichols. Um, and then you've also got, what's the other bloke's name? Used to play. Jared Wallace. That's him. Jared Wallace. Thank you, Nick. Um, so, look, there's going to be a few forwards there demanding minutes. But if he can get over 50, uh, last year he averaged 45 points when playing over 50 minutes. So there's a clear upside already. Um, it just depends at that price if you're willing to take a little bit of a gamble. Because I would say it's a, bit, a little bit of a gamble. Um he could be someone that can come out, score quite well in the high 40s. And if he does, he's going to make you money. Um, but we just need to see how many minutes he gets and what the forward rotation is going to be like. Um, moving forward. They've obviously got Jesse Bromwich, who's a bit older now as well. So he might get less minutes and Flegler might take over. That's true. So well, he could be an interesting choice. I've, I've had him in a couple of my teams. Um, I think Nick has as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, yes, that was the other person, him and uh, Jeremy Marshall King and Tom Flegler. Have, yeah, you, have you started to make teams already as well, Nick? I've got one team. Oh. So, and Tom oh. Flegler was, is not in it currently, but is tempting me. His uh, career average, Riley, his career yeah. average when he's played over 50 minutes. What do you think it is? Because I think he's going to play, play probably 50 minutes. Um, what do you think his career average is? Looking at his break even there as well. Is it around 53, 54? Oh, yeah, that's a bit high. Ah. <laughs> no, it's it's 45. It's only 45. So 45 in an, uh, in in that minute game, 53 minutes yeah, in okay, average minutes there. So he's under a point a minute. And the reason why he misses a couple tackles and he gives away 0.8 penalties a game. And 0.3 sin bins. So no to the banana farmers. Yeah, right. 
So that that's the issue. Um, if he if he if he sorts that out, which I, I guess Wayne Bennett might be able to, I'm not sure. If anyone can get that out of his game, it's probably him. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he can hit that 45, um, which is eight points of uh, eight points of value there, which is nearly enough to say he's a, a buy. But uh, yeah, might have to wait and see, as Calm was saying. Lots of players we do need to keep an eye on uh, in the pre-game, pre-season games. Um, let's wrap it up with Tom Gilbert. Never thought I'd say that in my life, Callum. Yep, Tommy Gilbert. Um, played 11 games last season for an average of 47. Uh, that was from around 59 minutes. So, And all those games were at lock. He's kept his jaw this year, so that's a bonus for him. Um I wouldn't start with him, though, at that price. He's a bit too expensive at 653K. Needs to score over 47 to make you any money. And I don't think he's going to be an out-and-out gun. Yeah. Um, so simple as that. I'll say it again, might be one for the draft teams. Um, but for your actual team, I would probably just be avoiding and just going after someone who we know is a more established gun. And you can just leave him, see how he performs. If he does well, starts making money, then brilliant. You can put him on your bench because he's got the jewel and he can cover those two positions for your squad. Mm. Dolphins had an interesting season last year. Of course, their debut into um, NRL. Uh, they started off real strong with thinking that they're going to be top eight contenders, but then towards the end of the season, they just loss after loss. Of course, that big win against the uh, Titans, big comeback. How do we see the Dolphins finishing up this year though, lads? Do you think they could be top eight contenders or... You reckon they're going to finish up uh, bottom of the ladder again? I think they'll be in the bottom eight. Yeah. There's not real any star power in the team, is there? Well, they've signed a couple of players. You know, they've got Herbie, Jacob Rulo, Thomas. But they're not. They're not winning players. They're not team winning play. Uh, game winning players. No, no, not yet. Um, I, I think they'll still probably finish around. Maybe the. 10-11 mark around there. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they'll surprise a couple of people and win a few games, but mm. I don't think they're going to be in the top eight. I don't know what Nick's thoughts are, but that's what I reckon. Uh, I think they'll be close. I think I think they'll be around 10, 10th or 11th, you know, 12th area there. They weren't that bad. The issue was they lost Sean O'Sullivan and... They were playing Isaiah Katoa and, you know, in his first season, and it just sort of all went downhill from there. They lost Felice Cafusi to suspension and, you know. So, yeah, it just didn't really work out for them. Um, but I think the start of the season shows that they can match it with anyone, and I think they're better this year with Flegler and Farmworth. Yeah. Navarillo, and the younger guys are... Um, getting better as well. So, yeah, I, I feel like they can do better than they did last year. Speaking, oh, of, top eight, speaking of top eight, let's talk about uh, our fantasy league that will be in again this year. Do we think that I will get my rightful spot in the top eight this year? I was robbed last year. I, I didn't even make the top eight. What do, what do we think, boys? Am I a chance this year? No chance. No chance. <laughs> all right. No, you'll be back, mate. You'll be making the final again and proving all the uh, 
proven everyone wrong pretty much now. Yeah. Big boy plays. Well, yeah, it depends if you make the right decisions this year, mate. That's it. That is true. Got to start listening to Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast, I reckon. All right, which, uh, speaking of which, that wraps up the first episode of the new year. 2024 looking to be a good one, lads. And of course, um, once again, any questions you may have regarding uh, player selections and all that, just jump on our social media platforms. Um, We're more than happy to spend a bit of time with you and help you get the best team to help you get a victory by the end of the 2024 season. Um, God, I'll need all the help I can get. Probably come to these two blokes, to be honest. Yeah, that's what we can we just don't want two particular brothers getting in the grand final again, do we? No, no. We want the two other brothers in our comp to get into the final. <laughs> Who would you be referring to, mate? Myself and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> just want to finish third, Ross. Want to hear it from him? Yeah. You can yeah. finish third. Keep that last name going at the top three. But look, our next um, our next potty is going to be a good one. Uh, we've got the Storm Sharks and Penrith Panthers. So that's uh, three big teams and some pretty um, important fantasy players, I suppose you can say, that we're going to be discussing. What do you think, lads? Should we uh, keep the end of the potty? Uh, what, what would you call it? Not a ritual. Uh a kind of the way tradition. a tradition there you go that's the word i was looking for nick you got a tradition that you want to continue mate or shaking his head what do you want to do um yeah mate uh i guess if you want me to, if you really feel like you want me to really well, feel besides, it. besides you looking up stuff on google what else do you really do in this podcast that's, well, that's what i do best look up stuff and that's not mine <laughs> And then and use it. <laughs> hey, uh, Rolls, uh, mate, did you hear about Des Hasler's first training run at the Titans? I did. Apparently, it went very successful. Yeah, but did you hear about actually what happened though? No. So, um, he apparently he got to the fields there, and he told the players to assume their normal positions. So they all went and stood behind the goalposts and waited for a conversion. <laughs> Good start. Good Thanks, start. mate.